All right. Welcome to another episode of the Gyms of It podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today, we're going to be talking about how to... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. It's not how to. It's smart training strategies to spend less time in the gym. Before we get into the episode today, I do want to remind you guys that we have the giveaway for the Amazon gift card going on right now. So if you want to be a part of that giveaway, all you got to do is share your favorite episodes of the Gym to Mint podcast to either Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Make sure to tag me so I see it and I can count your entries. Um, you can share as many episodes as you want, um, as many as on on as many different platforms as you'd like, and each share is another entry for you in the giveaway. So full transparency, I am doing this giveaway because I really want to grow the podcast bigger. Um, podcasting is my favorite way of creating content for you guys. I think you guys can really hear why I think the way that I do about the things that I think about. Um, I really enjoy making podcasts. Um, something that I'm not great at is like public speaking or like, or I don't know. I'm like, I, I get a little nervous on, on the mic and this helps me kind of practice that. But more than anything, like it's just, it's the avenue of content that I feel like I can do the most good with. Um, I really try to, like my training philosophy is um, you deserve to be happy and healthy. And I think that this is the way that I can do it the best. And if you want to help others, if, if you've, felt like from any of these episodes, you've become happier or healthier, and you want to share that feeling with someone else, I would love it if you shared. That's one of the best ways that you can support the podcast and help the community grow. Um, but without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. So if you've listened to the podcast before, if you consumed any of my content in the past, you know that one of the things that I talk about all the time is planning. Um, and I'm going to talk about it again, this time in regards to how it helps you save time in the gym. When you come into the plan, I kind of, or when you come into the gym, I think of it like kind of like when I go into the grocery store. I know some people can spend like what seems like eternities in the grocery store, um, but I'm not one of those people. And I largely attribute that to the fact that I always go with the grocery list. Um, I know exactly what I'm going in for. I know exactly what I'm going to get, where in the store I need to go, and then I'm out, right? Um, I think that coming to the gym with a plan offers the same kind of um, precision. Like, you can get into the gym, you can get out of the gym um, a lot quicker just because you know exactly what you're doing. A lot of times when people don't know what they're doing coming into the gym, you're just kind of standing around. You're like walking up and down the, the gym looking for what machines are open, what feels like it's going to be right for the day. And ultimately, you're just kind of wasting a lot of time just like not knowing what you're doing ahead of time. Um, something I also find to be true whenever I go to the gym without a plan is I feel like I spend more time, but I get less out of it. Because I get so overwhelmed because I don't know what I want to do for the day, I end up doing like a couple sets of bicep curls and then like a little bit of abs and call it a day. You know, like it's just like, okay, this is getting overwhelming. Um, let's just do something no matter if it's going to be actually beneficial or not. So if you're trying to save time in the gym, the very first thing that I want you to be doing is make sure that you're coming in with a plan. All right. So today we're going to have like, some more 
general tips to shave, save time in the gym and then some more like specific here's what to do to make the most out uh, or like to maximize your outputs with the minimum effective dosage. Um, another general tip that I have for you guys is centered around how to warm up in the gym. So a couple episodes ago, I talked about the RAMP uh, acronym, and that's the acronym that I kind of go by to, to warm up when I go to the gym. R stands for range of motion. So you're doing stretches for the joints that are going to be most involved in your main lifts for the day. From there, you're doing activation for uh, the muscles that are going to help stabilize you through those main lifts. And then movement prep is the MP in the acronym. Uh, movement prep stands for basically you're doing the main movement for the day, but like a slightly easier variation of it. So how do I change this or how do you change this for the days where you're shorter on time? Now, I actually think that if you are a healthy individual and you don't have very you don't have any like movement restrictions or limitations, you can skip the range of motion and activation portion of ramp and go straight to movement prep. And how I do movement prep on days that I'm shorter on time, I do my main movement, but I'll do um, lighter versions of it before I get into my actual working set. So I'll do about three sets, one set at 40% of my working weight, one set at 60, and one set at 80%, and then I'll get into my actual moving sets for the day. So for me, I do have a couple of restrictions, and let's say for my lower body, I've got some wonky hips, so I'll let you know that right now. So because I know my hips need a little bit of attention, I'll do range of motion work for my hips. I'll do activation for my hips. Then I'll get into my movement prep. But I'm only doing range of motion stuff for my hips, not for the rest of my lower body, because I don't have as many restrictions for the, the rest of my lower body. So if you're a healthy, well-moving individual, you can skip straight to the movement prep portion of your warmups. And then for those of you that have some limitations, take it case by case um, and do some range of motion and activation work for those specific areas, um, but only really for the, the areas that need it the most. But definitely do something to warm up. Just not having time is not an excuse to not warm up. So next we're gonna talk about different ways that we can actually structure our workouts, okay? So these aren't necessarily the most optimal ways to structure your workout, but they are just very simple, don't really have to think about it too much. At least I got in and did something like options. So the first option that I like to do when I'm short on time, especially like when I'm traveling, a lot of times when my, my clients are traveling, I'll give them this type of workout. Um, and this type of workout being a AMRAP. So AMRAP, A-M-R-A-P, stands for as many rounds as possible. So I think these are perfect when you're short on time because you just, however much time you have, you're going to set a timer for that. You're going to pick three to five exercises and you're going to try to get through as many rounds of those three to five exercises as you can in that uh, allotted time. It is, you're able to go at your own pace. 
you could take rest as you need it. You could still structure it like you can do an upper body AMRAP, a lower body AMRAP, or like a full body AMRAP. You can purely base exercises off of exercises that you just enjoy. Um, and by the end of it, you're going to definitely feel like you got a nice little workout in. Now, is it the most optimal way of going about like building muscle mass or like strength or, um, or cardio? Probably not. There's probably other things that you could do that are going to be more efficient at those things. But if it's just like one of those days where it's just like, I don't know that I'm going to have more than like 25 minutes to be in the gym, um, warm-ups included, an AMRAP is a great, like, a great option that you don't really have to think too much about. Another option that I like are single piece of equipment workouts. So these actually pair really well with AMRAPs. Like, um, what I like to do is I like to do kettlebell circuits. So I'll pick an upper body movement that I could do with a kettlebell. So let's say um, maybe kettlebell shoulder presses, followed by some kettlebell, um, uh, kettlebell swings. So a nice little lower body movement. Um, from there, you could do, say, a floor press. And then lastly, a, um, let's see. A goblet squat. All those exercises you can pretty much do with maybe two to four kettlebells and you're not wasting time going from equipment to equipment. Um, you're staying in one area. You're not having to unload and reload uh, weights. You're able to just seamlessly transition and that's going to save a ton of time in your workouts. Um, and they, like I said, they work great for AMRAPs or like any circuit for that matter. Like the less equipment that you need, the easier it is to set up your circuit in the first place. Um, and the easiest, to, the easier to clean up too. Um, just get your own little corner in the gym and then just go crazy with what like, uh, I, my favorite pieces of equipment to do um, single piece equipment workouts are kettlebell. Um, I love the suspension trainers, so like TRX. Um, and resistance bands. It's very easy to come up with different um, exercises for, the, for different parts of the body. Um, you can definitely get in a nice variety of different movements with just one of those three pieces of equipment. So going into this podcast, I had no idea how little volume it took for you to continue to maintain the progress that you've made. Um, or how little volume it takes to continue to see progress. And that's one of the coolest things that I learned from this podcast um, or from building this podcast. Let's say that over the past couple months, you've been building up your bench press, um, but a life event makes it so that you're gonna have less time in the gym per session and less sessions per week. You can still maintain the progress that you've made um, and it doesn't take a whole lot to do that. To maintain your strength, that can look like just doing three very heavy single reps over the course of a week, which is great news for my clients that I work with in person uh, for just 30 minutes per session, and it's great for my in-season athletes. It completely changes how I'm going to go about programming for those uh, individuals. Um, I'm honestly super excited to to put this knowledge to use um i don't know i think for anybody that's short on time it should be a very 
it should be very good news that you don't have to do much in order to continue to see um to maintain the progress that you've made and it really doesn't take much more uh in order to continue to see progress going forward so if your goal is more than to maintain you want to continue to see progress going forward uh here's how you would structure that instead so the first set you would still do your heavy your heavy single rep but then from there you would do three to four sets and each of those sets you would be doing three reps but at a slightly lighter weight than you did for the first set that's really all it takes to continue to see progress that's not with additional accessory work and let's say that you do have the 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 time for a little bit of additional accessory work you can see even more progress than that but it really doesn't take much for you to continue to see um, to either maintain or continue to improve on the progress that you've made and i don't know to me that that's just very good news so that's how we go about either maintaining or improving on our strength um, with the absolute minimum effective dosage how we go about um, working on hypertrophy or building more muscle is going to be slightly different um, so it's just it's just a little bit more volume than that so the load that you're going to use for upper body and lower body are going to be slightly different so if you're doing if you're trying to build muscle lower body you want to be using a load that's about 80 to 85 percent of your one rep max and then taking that as close to failure as you can if you're doing if you're trying to build upper body um, hypertrophy we're going to be doing exercises with a 70 to 80 percent load of our one rep max we'll do two sets of that and we'll work close to failure each of those sets and then regardless if you're if that's an upper body uh, or lower body day, you're gonna add a second, um, a second movement that closely mimics that first movement. And you're doing a weight that's heavy enough that you can't do more than 12 reps. So even for hypertrophy, it doesn't take a whole lot of, it doesn't take a real whole lot of, um, of volume to continue to see putting on size or at least uh, maintaining the size that, that you're at now. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope that this episode has been very helpful for you guys. I hope that it at least showed you that even if you don't have a lot of time, you can you can still see progress or at least maintain the progress that you've made. Um, and I hope that some of these tips that we talked about are going to be helpful in saving you time in the gym uh, going forward. Don't forget, we've got the giveaway going on. If you like today's episode, please leave a rating. Um, you can also enter in for the giveaway by sharing this to either Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, um, and making sure to tag me so that I see that you did this. All right, we've got a pl plenty of more podcast episodes to come this month. Um, if you've got any requests on topics that you would like to hear me talk about, definitely make sure to either DM me on one of those social media sites, or you could just email me at coachdom at madtitans.net. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you soon.